News Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speakers. News Talk KZRG, Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Borges. He's the legislative lion. He represents the great community of Neosho in Jefferson City, trying to keep all those rascals in check. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ben Baker. How are you, Ben? I'm good. How are you? I am well. So special sessions coming. Do we have a date yet on this? We don't. Uh, my assumption is that it will be close to veto session, probably okay. just prior to veto session in September. So it's uh, and if everything goes well, we're getting a tax cut in Missouri. We are. Uh, the governor has said that it will be the largest tax cut in Missouri's history, and I said, uh, "Don't threaten me with a good time." So we'll see what that language looks like. The 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 two. Uh, main calls for this session is uh, the tax cut bill, which I think will probably look something like eliminating some of the uh, the lower tax bracket and then uh, lowering the overall percentage uh, tax percentage rate as well. But also involved in that is the ag omnibus, omnibus bill that the governor vetoed. He wants the sunset for some of those incentives to be extended to six years. And so I, I have a feeling that that may be rolled into the same bill. So it'll kind of be interesting to see what that looks like. Let's, uh, uh, yesterday, the inflation number came out 9.1%. Uh, many of us see think it's gone up even higher than that. What can the state of Missouri do to tamper down inflation for, for our residents? That's a great question. I mean, there, there's only so much a state can do to offset these failed policies of Washington, D.C., and, and the Biden administration particularly, especially at this rate of failure. You, you know, for instance, you can't print $5 trillion and give it away and not expect there to be uh, any negative consequences, uh, not to be any negative consequences. You, you can't stop drilling oil and quell production here and not expect gas prices to skyrocket. You, you can't uh, shut down manufacturing and the, and the supply chain for months on end and not expect there to be major consequences. So as a state policymaker, I, I'm always looking for any way to reduce taxes, especially in a time of surplus like our state is in now, uh, which is, is what we are doing. And uh, But the other thing is the hundreds of rules and regulations that were suspended during COVID to be a relief on business need to be examined closely to see if they are necessary at all to bring back. I've uh, had conversations with the governor regarding this and, and working with the governor's office to try to look at that list and say, uh, which of these can we permanently do away with to, to continue this relief on business? Uh, and then we have to look at innovative ways to address the workforce crisis, which I think is a big part of this equation, uh, which has been a main focus of mine since I've been elected. Um, you know, we have to make the trades great again is what, is, is what I call it. Uh, we have to try to address that gap in, in the workforce. And so the, the, I think there's a lot of things we can do to chip away at that. Uh, but, you know, offsetting the, the failure of this administration is a tall order. Yeah, I, I look at uh, the every time you go to the grocery store and you realize you're going to be paying more, and it's uh, now the deal is gas is the easiest thing to chart. 
uh, because your vehicle, whatever it is, you have to fill it up every week or a couple of times a week or once a month, whatever, how often you fill up your car. That's easy to see. When you go to the grocery store, well, if you get meat, well, the size of the package of chicken could be a little bit different. And a lot of times people look at the end price, they're not looking at the price per pound. And sometimes, you know, different things like that go up and down. It seemingly, uh, it, uh, we as consumers are, are literally at a lose-lose situation right now. We are, and, you know, you're right. Everywhere you look, every, everywhere you spend money right now, everything is higher, and that's, that's how this works. It's really not that complicated when you look at economics. You know, it, it, it's not like we, many of us didn't say that this would happen when you talk about, like, for instance, raising the minimum wage. Uh, here we are, you know, yeah, maybe they make $15 an hour right now, but it's more actually, in reality, if you figure in inflation and everything else, the cost of uh, products that have went up, uh, you're still only making 7 or 8 bucks an hour as far as how the value of that money. Um, so, again, it's, it, it's looking at the actual consequences of the policies uh, that are put into place. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a really, uh, really a frightening thing that uh, we have to go through. By the way, one of the things that a lot of our communities are going through, Joplin goes through, and I know it's in the Osho, I know it's throughout the state, is having to deal with uh, folks who are uh, chronically addicted to drugs, uh, mental health issues, who choose not to live in our society, choose to be homeless, etc., creating more crime-type stuff. Is there anything the state can do to help uh, local communities deal with this? There is. I think often government approaches it the wrong way and thinks that throwing money at it is what helps. Uh, and the, the issue of, of, the, of the drug crisis and homelessness uh, is probably not going to be solved by government. Although we did do a bill this year that I think could make a difference in the homeless it's a very innovative way of looking at the homeless problem. And so we'll see how that plays out. It's kind of a pilot program. Uh, but in my experience, and I've worked with people that have nonprofits, I've worked with people that do this every day. Sure. Uh, and you look at it, you have to approach it the right way. It's not just throwing money at the problem. That's just going to exacerbate it. Um, and, and you have to make sure you you – spend that if you're going to put money into this as a state you have to put it into programs that actually work yeah it's a and by the way i appreciate the work that souls harbor does water gardens does uh jasper county sheriff and i don't know if you're familiar with this ben he actually opened up a facility in the expanded jail for jasper county for folks that are seeking to become sober and and and, you know and in jail treatment program and also allowing these people to to have jobs when they complete it and help them hopefully break the cycle but our, but nonprofits can only do so much when you have folks that are unwilling to you know they just want to get high right again you have to it's like work uh and, and having that that value of of uh, a place in life and, and that feeling of, of of importance and belonging is a big part of that equation. Um, you can't just get them off the drugs and then leave them. You have to uh, give them a sense of purpose, and that's that's a big part of that that often government misses. 
And I know our churches do a lot, and I know that a lot of things go on, but I think that uh, it's, a, it's a concern for everybody because we don't want to become another Portland or Austin or, uh, or San Francisco. Uh, yes, definitely. We cannot let that happen at all costs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. Ben, thank you very much for your service, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking with you next week at your normal time. That's right. Have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. It's FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speaker. It's News Talk KZRG. 